Welcome to Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen, a bi-monthly podcast designed to teach the searchers, seekers, and spiritually curious the basics of metaphysics and new thought. They're all about the basics, but they are not basic bitches. Now, here are your hosts, April Dali and Jen Merkel. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. My name is Jen Merkel. I am a transformational life coach and certified hypnosis practitioner. You can learn more about me and sign up for my wellness newsletter at jenmerkelhypnosis.com. And I'm April Darley. I'm an emotional strength and confidence coach, and you can find out all about what I do at apraldarley.com. So we really appreciate our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. We would like to ask you if you would give us a like, subscribe, follow, uh, depending on whatever platform you're listening on. We really love receiving love from you guys and appreciate your support. We don't do ads or uh, any of that. We, We do this because we like to educate those who are going through what we used to go through. So we would really appreciate your spreading the word about us or, you know, tell a friend about us, invite them to listen. That's how I learned about a lot of podcasts I listen to <laughs> now. So, so Miss April, what's yes. going on in your world? Anything exciting? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I think, you know, okay. Listeners behind the scenes, Jen and I have already talked about the exciting things going on. Yeah. In we've been lives. talking for like 45 <laughs> minutes already. <laughs> and we should have been recording, but, uh, so I will say I got asked on, on a date. It's the first date I've had in like a really while we haven't gone on the date yet, but I'm a little concerned. He might be a stage five clinger. So well, what gives yeah. you that idea? Yeah. Um, a lot of texting, yeah. but I kind of feel bad because I feel like the guy is very sweet. Like Labrador is sweet and it's, and you know, they're all excited to see you like, Hey, 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 this, this. And, um, but it's just, it's coming across as a little stage five clinger. So, so- should we play guess the Zodiac sign? Guess the sun <laughs> sign? Let me think if I had to think about it. Well, you go ahead. And what, what would you think? You know what? I have purposefully resisted asking this guy his sun sign immediately. Right. Well, that's a good, like if the date goes bad, just ask him that. Start talking about <laughs> witchy stuff. Cause totally. <laughs> it'll drop you like a hot potato. Right. I mean, most I know. likely. I'm, if he I'm doesn't, then it. maybe you should rethink it. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm waiting to pull <laughs> that card out of my pocket. I will. I have to say the, the the signs that have crossed my mind for him have been cancer because he's a super deepery homebody. Yep. You yeah. Know? And cancers love to be in a pair and, in, in, you know, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a partner. Mm-hmm. And although I don't see it necessarily yet. Scorpio has crossed my mind for him. So whether that's like an intuitive hit for me, I'm not sure, but yeah, for me, I I would agree with you on cancer. That's actually what I thought of first. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that's probably my intuitive, Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you know, Gemini's like to be in pairs. They don't necessarily like to be clingy, Mm -hmm. but Libras, I mean, remember we did that episode a couple episodes ago, uh, a couple months ago about love matches. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I learned about Libas that I wasn't, I didn't realize is they have a tendency to kind of, I don't want to say transform into what they think their partner wants them mm. to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a Libra moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know that about myself. I have done that in the past. 
And um, I kind of lost myself in a relationship mm-hmm. that way. And that's not something that I'm proud of. So uh, perfect that it's my moon then too, right? <laughs> anyway, so I would say um, it's it's possible that Libra, but I was yeah. getting cancer. I was, that's the yeah. first thing I got. So I yeah. wonder. So you All know right. what you could do though? You could, like, if you want to find out just when you're talking to them, just mention that it was just your birthday. So right. yeah, it was just yeah. my birthday. And I did this and this and they go, Hey, what's it? When's your birthday? That sounds yeah. like a natural, you know, progression. Yeah, no, of conversation. I, I have total, no, no problems. Totally straight up asking somebody what's your sign because you know, those it's a cheesy seventies yeah. get to know you. sign. but I think we should bring that back. Like, what's your sign? Right. And then if they tell me something, I'm, oh, oh you're that sign. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So listeners, April and I discussed this offline. We haven't done any of it yet, but, mm-hmm. um, I think when we have guests on now, we're going to ask them what yeah. their signs are. So we can chat about that a little bit. Yeah. Cause you know, it gives really good insight into mm-hmm. what a person is like, what, what makes them tick and their personality. Yeah, for sure. And it's so interesting because everybody's got that one sign that they've been burned by. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So I can be friends with an Aquarius, but if I were in the bar scene and I was pulling that cheesy pickup line, like, Hey babe, what's your sign? And they told me I was Aquarius. I'd be like, okay, I can be your friend, but this is not going to be a love match. Yeah. And that's exactly how I would be, but the opposite, right? Like yeah. we've talked about this before. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. And uh, if, if a Taurus yep. tries to hit on me, yep. it's like, oh, bye, 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 guy. Yep. Bye. <laughs> no <Nope>. dice. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going on in my world. Uh, we're going to go out for tea on Monday. So I will okay. report back what the astrological sign is. Can't wait to hear about it. And if it's a true stage five clinger. So we'll see. <laughs> what about you? What's going on? Um, you know, I don't really have a lot going on right now. Um, my son's coming to visit next week, but um, so I'm working on planning that. Oh, you know what? I have something, uh, actually I've been doing this practice recently. Um, it's manifesting practice that I learned from, uh, reading Abraham Hicks book, asking it is given. And I actually took it and made it into kind of a worksheet that I have my clients do as their homework sometimes. So I've been doing it myself. And I do that a lot with some of the worksheets that I do <laughs> of course. Um, because they're, you know, it's a lot of attraction, yeah. it's manifesting. And especially with, you know, the new moon, when the new moon happens and stuff, I like to do it, but uh, it's called what they call the placemat process. And what you do is you take a sheet of paper, like just a blank paper. And the reason why this is born in a cafe, I believe uh, they took like a placemat. It was like one mm-hmm. of those paper placemats. So you take it in the portrait position, right? Not the, mm-hmm. or sorry, in the landscape position, not mm-hmm. the portrait position. And um, you put like a big line right down the center. And on the left side at the top, you write things I will do today. Mm-hmm. And on the right mm-hmm. side at the top, yes. you put down things I want the universe to do today. Love that. So on the left side, you put only the things that you will do. So, um, like for me, I might put, um, I don't know, take karma uh, for a walk. Well, I do that every day, so I wouldn't put that. <laughs> so you down. will do it, <laughs> but but that's um, that's kind of cheating. Anyway, <laughs> I might put um, clean the kitchen. Okay. Uh, and also, I might put meditate because that's something that I I. I try to do every day, mm-hmm. but if I put it there, it's committing to do it that day. Right. Mm-hmm. I might only put three things or four things, mm-hmm. um, like put my laundry away. I love doing laundry, but I hate putting it away. Oh. <laughs> anyway, you know how much I love doing laundry. We've talked about that before. <laughs> right. 
So I might, I might put like those three things, but on the side of the, what, what I want the universe to do today, I would put, you know, put the things that you want the universe to do today. And for me, when I first started doing it, I put down, send me some unexpected money. Mm-hmm. I put down, um, get a new client booking. Mm-hmm. And then, um, maybe one other thing. I can't remember what it was, but then I did that early in the morning. And then later in the morning, maybe around 10 or so, um, I gotten dressed, but it was a little, uh, I was going somewhere where I thought I would need a sweater, like a cardigan. And I was looking for this particular cardigan that I knew went really well with my top that I was wearing. And I was like, Oh, this would be great. I couldn't find it. And I was so mad because I'm like, I haven't worn it in a long time. Where could it be? You know, I thought maybe I left it in a cafe somewhere. I mean, I literally tore my apartment apart and I have a one bedroom apartment. It's not very big. (laughs) Um, So I looked through every single place that it could possibly be. And it wasn't there. And I was mad. I I got mad when I can't find stuff like that. I tend to blame the fairies, which you probably shouldn't do. But I was mad at the fairies. I'm like, fairies, (laughs) man, why are you doing this to me? I was so mad. So anyway, I sat down, I saw the list on my coffee table. I'm like, I'm writing that down on a list. Mm-hmm. Find my sweater universe. <laughs> so I kind of somewhat forgot about this because I had only just started doing this practice. Mm-hmm. This is actually like the, I think it was the first time I did it actually. And, uh, you know, I went on with my day. I put away my laundry, clean the kitchen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was fine. And I did actually get some unexpected money. Um, which was cool. I think it was like 20 bucks or something. I can't Mm -hmm. remember what it was. I got like a check in the mail or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or, um, but anyway, it it held up. The only thing that wasn't, it hadn't found my sweater, but I hadn't really thought much about it Mm -hmm. because quite honestly, when I wrote it down, I really wasn't expecting to find my sweater ever again. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I'm going to test the universe with that. So I went, I was taking Carmen to the dog park and we got in the car and, um, got to the dog park and her retractable leash was in the back seat on the floor. So I reached down behind the back seat. I had a couple like target bags down there and stuff. And I reached for her leash, but guess what I grabbed with my hand, the sweater, <laughs> the sweater, the missing sweater was there. And I don't ever remember having it in my car. I don't remember right. putting it in the back seat on the, I don't remember any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there it was. And it was like the universe said, Hey, I'm here. Hello. Here you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do this great. again. It'll work. So, um, anyway, it's cool. I've been doing it, uh, as a daily practice, it works. So <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a little manifesting tip for our audience. You know, yeah. if there's something that you want, you know, go ahead and try that. It's, it's cool. So Absolutely. I was blown away. I was like, Oh my gosh. It's like when you get a sign, that's a clear yeah. sign. You're like, Absolutely. thank you. Like, wow, that's awesome. You know? So it yeah. was pretty cool. The universe. Love awesome. it. I love it when the universe doesn't make you guess <laughs> or, <laughs> or interpret. What, and by the what way, a little side note to that. Also, by the, when I got home, I put out uh, a little bit of uh, sherry for the fairies. Oh, yeah. Just like in case. Say, Sorry, I blamed you, but thanks for helping the universe to bring my sweater back. <laughs> right. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that is magical. Speaking of magic, what a great lead in that is. Yeah. Uh, we're talking today about candle magic and April, you're our totally, yes. this is all you, like I know nothing about candle magic, but I'm excited to learn. I mean, yeah. it's pretty cool. I've heard about it before and I've seen like on Instagram, you know, posts about it and that kind of stuff, but I just really don't know anything about it. So, um, so let's just take it away. Right? In. What, <laughs> tell me what is candle yeah. magic? Like, what is it? Yeah, so candles are really used for rituals and spell work, and it adds a little extra boost 
to your spell work or rituals by channeling the element of fire. And in our witchcraft episode, we talked about how you can uh, layer on and strengthen your spells. That's episode number 26. You can strengthen your ritual spells or intentions by just layering different elements or um, spell components and whatnot, if you will, together. So in magic, the fire element is associated with action, courage, willpower, passion, desire, inspiration, and creativity. So when you're pulling that element in, you're just letting the universe know, like, this is what I want. I mean, think about that intensity you had for your sweater, right? This is what I really want. So the fire element really packs a punch and helps you there. So you can use candles to increase your focus and it brings the unseen elements like thoughts, emotions, and intentions into the physical world to help you manifest. And your sweater story was a perfect example of that, how you had the thought, the intention, I want to see this in my reality, bring me my sweater and doing spell work uh, with candles can help you do that. And as the candle burns, it releases your intentions to the universe. Well, that's cool. So it's just basically another way to manifest, right? Yes. Yes. hundred percent. So how would you do can, how do you do candle magic? Okay. What's the process? There are five basic steps and we're going to go over each step in depth, but the first step is to set an intention. You need to know what you want so the universe can bring you what you want. And you have to be deliberate about it too, obviously. Yeah. Right. Like with any manifesting practice. Absolutely. So number one, set an intention. Step two is you want to choose a candle color because the colors are another way to boost and strengthen your spell and candle colors go along with intentions. And we'll talk about that in a second. Step three, you want to cleanse your space and your tools. And this is where you would cast a circle, call in your ancestors, gods, goddesses, any help that you would like. This is where you do that in step three. Uh, By the way, I know we had talked about this a little bit in the past, casting circles. I know you had mentioned that you do not cast circles when you do spells. I don't do spells per se, but I do cast a circle when I do rituals. Mm -hmm. Um, How I learned to cast a circle is I have a book and there are many books about it out Mm -hmm. there, but also there's some really good videos on YouTube. And when I was learning how to do it, I just watched a bunch of different videos and then Uh did what I thought worked best for me. So listeners, if you are interested in learning how to cast a circle, that would be a good way to learn. Yeah. Lots of resources out there. And I do cleanse my space and I do use other protection methods besides casting a circle. So I do think that's important to do some sort of protection method, whether it's a circle or angels or, or whatnot. So that's an important step. Step four, you want to dress your candle. And this is an optional step. And we're going to talk about what that means. And no, it doesn't mean you put your little candle in a tuxedo. <laughs> no, it sounds cute. But we'll, you want to dress it. And that's another way to punch up the spell work. And step five is you light your candle, visualize your desire or intention, say your incantation, your spell, your affirmations. And common sense rules here, don't leave your candles burning unattended. And each spell or ritual, you may burn it for the desired length of time. And we're going to talk about that as well. So I know you'd mentioned you were going to go over what the different colors mean. I'm assuming, you know, 
like with anything, the symbolism of everything. So um, what do the different colors mean? So I love color therapy and Jen, we are probably going to do a future show on that, right? Doing some sort of color work. And we tried to get a very famous guest and we're still holding out hope. He's ghosting it. No, he's not. You, have, you know, you totally have to ghosted have, us. You have to have a two-way conversation before someone can ghost you. Right? It's just been a one, one-way conversation. Yeah. He's, he's not very responsive. So we okay. still- I'm sure he gets a lot of a lot of right? people reaching out to him. You know what? Maybe we should do a candle spell about our intention that he answers our email. I'm so going like, to task you with that. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. So I love color therapy. So candle colors, choosing a color is something very similar to that. So based on your intentions, choosing a color that accents your desire increases the energy of your spell and adds another layer of strength. And if you are doing spell work, you want to make your spell as strong as you possibly can. And you do that by just adding these different elements on and each element adds adds a little bit of strength. So the color white is truth, cleansing, protection or banishing negative energy, peace, clarity, and full moon work. Red is for passion, energy, love, lust, relationships, sex, vitality, courage, and fast action. So you can use red in a money spell. And you might think money is green, but if you need money fast, then you can actually use red instead of green because red, it it will bring you fast action to whatever your intention is. So you can subs that if oh. you wanted to find your sweater fast, you could have lit a red candle to okay. like bring that in. Okay. So blue is for meditation, patience, rest, inner peace, forgiveness, increased communication, calming, and truth seeking. Green is the color for money, luck, abundance, prosperity, and healing. Pink is for self-love, friendship, joy, harmony, love, and devotion. Now, there's been a few colors already that I mentioned that are for love. So there's a lot of crossover between the candle colors. So don't despair if you don't have a particular color on hand. Black is for protection, banishing, or repelling negative energy, new moon work, and uncrossing. And if you go back and listen to our All About Hoodoo episode, crossing can mean hexed, jinxed, or curse. So if you want to break a hex, jinx, or curse, you do something that's called uncrossing and a black candle can help you with that. Yellow is for inspiration, wisdom, confidence, clarity, self-esteem, manifestation work, and making plans for the present or future. Brown is for home protection, animal healing, stability, family harmony, manifesting material goods and organization. I have actually done a candle spell for my own animals healing. My dogs were very sick and I did a brown candle with that. Purple is for increasing spiritual awareness, increasing intuition and psychic ability, tranquility, divination, astral travel, vision work. Orange is for encouragement, confidence, self-esteem, joy, increased strength, business success, and justice, as well as increased energy. Now, honorable mention that I didn't put on this list, because you you may not be able to find them as readily, is silver and gold. Mm -hmm. So silver is for psychic ability as well, and full moon work or feminine energy work. Uh, 
And gold is for abundance, prosperity, money, masculine energy work. If you want to work with the energy of the sun, then gold is good for that as well. So as I mentioned earlier, if you don't have a color, then white can be substituted for any color candle in ritual or spell work. And it's totally fine. One of the things that a lot of new witches feel like is they have to have all the tools. Like mm-hmm. they have to have all the color of candles and you really don't. So if your budget is tight, you're new, or you're still in the broom closet and you need to keep what you're doing on the down low, white candles are perfectly fine. So don't feel like you have to have all the things. So the white candles are like the clear crystal of yes. candles. Yeah. hundred percent. So when you're doing, when you're working with candles, are you supposed to burn them down completely or if not for, for how long? This is actually a bone of contention and you're going to find, uh, depending on the practitioner, different advice for this, but I have read spells where it depends on the spell. Some spell will ask you to burn it completely. Some will say burn it until you feel the spell work is complete. And some spells require you to burn this candle daily for a certain amount of time. And for those spells, multi-day jar candles are often used. And some spells call you to just burn it all. So it's really up to you what the spell says, if you're doing a prepaid spell or what your intuitive nature is. I've done both. Um, I have done a fast action money spell before. And after I do my chanting, after I do my spell, and this spell is meant to be repeated multiple times. So I just keep the candle and keep relighting it. But if you're short of money and you got all you have is one white candle, you can clear it just like you can a a quartz crystal. You can clear the previous intention out of it by running it through some sage smoke or just charging it with a different intention, setting it out briefly in the moon or sun. So you can clear it. So don't feel like um, you're stuck with this one red candle that you can't use for anything again, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if I use that one red candle for a fast action money spell, and now I wanted to do something for love or creativity, I and I've got this half-burned candle, I don't want to be wasteful, right? Right. So you can clear that red candle out and use it for something else. Okay. That's in my personal practice, but a lot of other witches would just twitch and shudder at that. And they were like, no way (laughs) you have to like burn it for one thing only. So it's really up to you and how you define your practice. Small candles called chime candles are often used when you want to burn the entire candle completely for one spell. They're about four inches long. They're kind of about the size of one of your fingers. They're not very thick. You know, I actually have, I use chime candles in my ritual, but what mm-hmm. I didn't know about them before I got them is they don't fit in the standard holder. They're, they they're not thinner. So yeah. yeah. So it's something to keep in mind as far as uh, they might need a special holder or they you do. can, what I ended up doing was I used some Sculpey clay and mm-hmm. made some holders for mine. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So yes, they do sell chime candle holders 
in most places, certainly online in your metaphysical stores. The chime candles burn for about one to two hours. But if you're really short on time or you're not out of the broom closet, then you can use birthday candles because they're multicolored, they're teeny tiny, and <laughs> it's going to be super fast. And the multi-day candles are often found at Walmart, Target, Dollar, grocery stores, some ethnic stores, because um, some religions use these type of jar candles as well. So Right. I, I know you can find them a lot, especially during like the Dia de los Muertos time because yes. uh, a lot yeah. of the Hispanic and Central American tradition mm -hmm. will burn them for their ancestors. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. So of course, you know, I've heard of candle dressing. I've seen the cool Instagram posts and all that stuff, <laughs> but I'm really not sure what that means. Can you, what does it mean? So yes, dressing your candle is another way to in increase the strength of your ritual or spell. So based on your intentions, you want to choose herbs, spices, and oils that correspond to your desires. So for example, money, herbs, and spices are cinnamon, peppermint, basil, and ginger. Love, herbs, flowers, spices are rose petals and cinnamon. And oils, it's preferably an essential oil that's mixed with a carrier oil. But many old Wiccan or witch books have oil recipes and they're referring to fragrance oils. And those are very different. They tend to be synthetic and kind of toxic. Is so that what they make perfume out of? Yes, it oh, is. Okay. Fragrance oils. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you go to someplace like Walmart, I'm not trying to pick on Walmart, but any big, big box type store and you see rose oil for like eight bucks. That is a fragrance oil. Let me assure mm -hmm. you of that, my friend, even if it says essential oil on the bottle, because it's difficult to express. Uh, it's difficult and very expensive to process some of these flowers to become oils. Like, for example, it takes one ton of roses to make one ounce of essential oil. Oh, wow. And, yeah. you know, roses, I mean, they're pretty light. So, yeah. Mm, and you cow. think wow, roses can be so fragrant, but a ton to make an ounce. So this was probably, I was in med school when I did this and I bought a dram of Bulgarian rose essential oil. And a dram is about four milliliters or an eighth of an ounce. And that current day price for a dram of rose oil is $250. An ounce of rose oil is about a thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. So if you see these witchy books and I see this all the time and it makes me kind of eye roll that they're asking you to use like rose oil in your bath. And I'm like, girl, come on. <laughs> I mean, $250 for four milliliters, which is about a teaspoon. Five milliliters is a teaspoon. So we're talking less than a teaspoon. Your average bear just doesn't have that lying around. My own personal philosophy, I try to use natural things whenever mm -hmm. possible. When you're doing rituals or magic or whatever, you're using your soul, you're getting in mm -hmm. touch with your inner self and natural things are so much better for you. Right. So I try not to use plastic and, you know, it's hard to avoid it, especially sure. living in Texas, right? Big yeah. oil state. Yep. But, you know, there are some things, you know, but like drinking spring water, mm -hmm. um, using pure essential oils, the right kind, mm -hmm. um, even you know, eating organic food, that kind of thing. So stuff you put on your body really, mm -hmm. I think it's important also that it's something natural. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know? 
And if you're trying to boost the energetics of your spell, those living oils, the essential oils, they have a high energetic vibration. Exactly. Much more than something that is man-made or put Absolutely. together in a chemistry lab. Mm-hmm. 100%. So dressing your candle, if you want to manifest something, you take oil mixed with essential oils of your intention and you rub the oil from the top of the candle to the bottom of the candle. Just put a few, put a few drops on your fingers and just rub top to bottom. To release something, to let go of something, you start from the bottom of the candle and go upward. Next, you can roll your candle, now that it's nice and oily, roll your candle in your desired herbs. So what I like to do, for example, if I'm doing a money spell, I will have kind of a saucer dish and I will sprinkle some peppermint and cinnamon on that saucer dish. And after I've oiled up my candle, if you roll your candle toward you in the herbs, that is you're trying to bring something to you, manifest something to you. Receive. Receive. If you are trying to banish or release, you roll your candle away from you in the herbs. Okay. That is dressing your candle. And there's one more way to dress your candle as an extra add-on is sigils. And I think we've talked about sigils briefly in our witchcraft episode, but sigils are symbols that you can make yourself that are personal to you and they're done in a particular way. And it can be carved into the candle prior to dressing it with oil or herbs and burning to add extra intention and power to your spell work. Yeah. And I know um, in the book that I follow, um, they mentioned you can put runes also put a rune into the candle, but a sigil is a, um, basically it's a process. I wanted to write a sigil one time to manifest something. And so what I did was I wrote down the different words and then I kind of put the first letter of each word and kind of put them in together. And it, you, it's basically, you're making a symbol of a thought, like your intention and it can look like anything, you know, that you think makes sense. But also there's bind runes, which is when you do that with runes, you kind of, they, it's almost like if it's uh, two different ones and you can see like on a, in Hollywood, like a camera, they bring them together and they become one, but you can still see the elements of each. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's some bonus tips and a fun fact. So our repeat listeners may remember that I lost my sense of smell when I was 21 because I worked in a candle store. So when I think back, love of candles has been there for a really (laughs) long time. So I learned a lot of things in that candle store prior to losing my sense of smell is you want to trim your wick to a quarter of an inch for a cleaner, longer lasting burn. And if you don't have a candle holder small enough for a chime or a birthday candle, what you can do is light the candle, put a few drops of hot wax onto a saucer plate and stick your candle on top of it to hold it in place. As Jen mentioned earlier, she likes to take some polymer clay just to stick on there and that works too. Now, if you have done that with your saucer or you've got some wax on your candle holder to remove that wax, you can put your candle holders in the freezer for about 10 to 15 minutes and the wax will pop off. I recently tried this with one of my chime candles that I let burn all the way down. I put it in the freezer for about 15 minutes and the remains, the bottom part of that chime just popped out. It was really easy. 
You can actually do that with store-bought candles too. They're in glass jars. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's a great point because some people put the jar in the freezer to make it shrink. They pop the whole candle out of the jar, put their sigils on it, roll it in the herbs and glitter, and then pop it back in the jar. Wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, it looks so cool to do that. Yeah. I think Tara, a hoodoo priestess, does that with some of her candles as well that are multi-day burn. And many candles are made from paraffin wax, which isn't the cleanest. So if you are trying to stay pretty eco-friendly, pretty clean, using your essential oils instead of fragrance oils is a way to do it. But you can choose coconut, soy, or beeswax candles instead of paraffin. And there are shops out there on Etsy that sell colored beeswax chime candles. But I don't really have another source. Yeah, I I tried looking on Amazon once and I, I didn't really see a whole lot. There were a couple, but I think Etsy is a really good source, especially, mm-hmm. you know, you're supporting a small business, you're supporting a mm-hmm. craftsperson. Have you ever found any in a metaphysical shop? I have found beeswax pillars in a metaphysical shop and I do burn some of those for intention, but I haven't found beeswax chimes in a metaphysical shop yet, okay. but I'd love mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So one other fun thing that you can do with candles is when you are burning them, you can do what's called reading the flame and reading the wax. So some people like to gather extra information about how well their spell work is going while the candle is burning. And if there are any messages from spirit left behind by examining the strength of the candle flame or reading the wax left behind from the candle drippings. So a large flame is indicative of lots of power behind your spell or it working quickly. But on the practical side, it could mean your wick is too long. So to be sure to cut it to a quarter of an inch to avoid confusion. A small frame can mean, excuse me, a small flame can mean that your desire will manifest slowly or that there are forces blocking the outcome. This can also result from a wick that's been trimmed too short. So I feel like candle wicks are kind of like Goldilocks. You don't want to leave them too long. You don't want to get them too short. Mm -hmm. A struggling flame, which is in danger of going out, means that the power behind your spell is low, the timing is off, or that you need to focus more on your intentions about getting really clear with your intentions. A struggling flame can also be the result that the wick is being cut too short and it's drowning in a pool of melted wax. A dancing flame can mean that the intention will come to pass, but may have unforeseen complications or results and may not turn exact may not turn out exactly like you wanted. It can also be the result of a draft. Let's be real. (laughs) A flickering flame is often a sign that spirits are present. So this is generally considered a positive thing as your intentions have been noticed by the spirit world. A popping flame means that spirits are trying to speak with you or that someone is talking about you. The flame going out can mean that your desire won't come to pass or that someone or something is opposing you. Something that I like to do. Now, again, I I don't do candle magic per se, but I have done scrying in flames before. You can actually light a candle and scry, which means looking into it and using your clairvoyance to see what kind of signs you see, you know, looking into the flames, looking into the fire. And that can be things that you actually see in the flames, or it can just be things that come to you using any of your other clairs too. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. You can combine that with a scrying mirror 
right? A lot of people use candles and scrying mirrors together. Right. Purpose. And also you can, you know, look into the smoke, you know, mm-hmm. after you extinguish it, the smoke as well. Mm-hmm. So now that you let your candle burn for your desired length of time, you want to read the wax. You can do this. This is an optional step. I actually don't try to read the wax generally, but you look at the swirls and patterns that the wax is left behind to see if there are any symbols or images in the drippings or dried wax that you can use your intention on to interpret extra meanings. So I have seen some things on some of the Facebook groups that I'm in where there's like a controversy about whether you should blow out a candle or snuff it out or, you know, April, what, what is your position on that? Oh yeah. This is so interesting because I, in our witchcraft episode, we talked about some people act like gatekeepers. You know, if you try to do things your way, they'll tell you you're doing it wrong, but witchcraft and witchery in general, it's your own practice. So you, you do, you no right or wrong way to do any of this stuff. Yeah. So some practitioners say that you should snuff your candle versus blowing it out because snuffing keeps your intentions intact while blowing out the candle negates the spell. That's one viewpoint, but I actually don't believe this. I think intention is the most important part of magic. I blow my candles out all the time. I don't snuff them with a snuffer or wet my fingertips and, you know, pinch the flame to snuff it. And I have had plenty of stuff manifest from doing candle magic and I blew it out every dang time. So not part of my practice. I don't have a preference either way, but I know sometimes with my candles, like if I have a jar candle and the flame gets really low, you know, putting my face in there to blow it out, (laughs) it might be kind of dangerous. You know, I like my eyebrows. (laughs) So sometimes I'll just put the lid on the jar and the lack Uh of oxygen will naturally, will naturally smother it. Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to being able to scry with candle smoke, you can actually get a few extra messages from reading the candle smoke. And this is when you examine the direction of the smoke when you extinguish it. If the smoke goes straight up, it means the energy around you and the situation is nice and clear. If the smoke goes to the north, you've downloaded or gotten the information that you needed. To the east, it means the energy has moved or cleared. To the west, it means transformation or emotional cleansing is needed. And if your smoke goes to the south, it means transformation is coming, shifts, transmutation, which is changing one thing to another is coming. But it could also mean that healing is needed for your situation to manifest. So April, are there like any books, videos, or any other learning sources you recommend? Like where did you learn about how to do candle magic? I've been doing it for so long that I almost can't remember how I learned it. But I think I learned it piecemeal. I can tell you 100% that I have never read an entire book dedicated to candle magic, but a lot of witchcraft books have a chapter or a section about candle magic. And then it's all over Pinterest. Uh, TikTok is the new thing, you know, so it's all over TikTok and Pinterest. And there's a lot of witchy articles. So as long as there, as we have been an ancient people, and have had fire, we have had candles of some sort, right? So candle magic is just so ancient. And um, yeah, I've picked up some things from Sage Goddess. I've, I've certainly picked up beeswax pillars from sagegoddess.com. It's an online metaphysical store. She has a lot of free trainings on there. She has a really good uh, YouTube channel too. 
Yeah, good stuff on there. Uh, and I've worked with color therapy, as I mentioned before, and you just apply those same sort of principles with color therapy that you would to kennel magic. Certain colors mean particular things. And then I combine it with law of attraction work as well. And just cool. go from there. Yeah. Well, gosh, April, thanks for sharing your knowledge about candle magic. I think I might try something because I have something I'm trying to manifest and mm -hmm. always looking for new ways to manifest. So yes. uh, might need your guidance for it. So listeners, if you have it. any questions about candle magic or anything else or any show suggestions, go ahead and uh, contact us. You can go to spiritualbasicspodcast.com and full, fill out the contact us form or send us an email at spiritualbasicspodcast at gmail.com. So thanks again, April. And thank you listeners thank you. for joining us. We love you so much. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Bye. This has been Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. Find full episodes on your favorite listening platform or visit spiritualbasicspodcast.com.